Y'all, it turns out that there's a lot of things that I did very wrong after graduating from a coding bootcamp, things that I should have done better, things that I didn't do at all and I definitely should have, and I'm gonna be sharing all of those with you today so that hopefully you can be a better developer when you graduate from your coding bootcamp or once you're reaching the end of your learning to code journey. Welcome to Suitcase Coder, the podcast. I'm Laura and I host this podcast where I track my journey from joining a coding bootcamp to becoming a remote developer. My ultimate goal in life is to travel the world and see as many countries as I can. But for now, I'm sharing what I've learned so far to hopefully help and inspire future techies, freelancers, and digital nomads. Thanks for tuning in and let's get started. So I'm just gonna jump right in to the thing that I am still doing terribly wrong because it's something that I never did, that I haven't done, and I don't plan on doing anytime soon, even though I know it's a good thing and I'm only telling you this because it would actually boost your resume up, it would boost up your skills as a developer, and it will boost up your chances of getting a job as a software developer. And that is to contribute to open source projects on GitHub. So what do I mean by that? Open source projects are basically projects that are open to, well, just about anybody with a GitHub account. And so if you don't have a GitHub account, you definitely want to have a GitHub account. And don't wait to the end of your bootcamp, don't wait till you feel super confident as a developer to get a GitHub because GitHub is a skill that you're gonna need as a developer. And so to have a GitHub account early on and to show your progress, that is gonna be super helpful but that's not the point that I'm trying to get at. The point that I'm trying to get to right now is the fact that open source projects are a way that you can contribute code and, and get experience as a developer, not only in coding, um, debugging, but also working on a team, even though you might not know the rest of the team members. Pro open source projects are usually run by, like I said, they're open to everybody. So you will have people from all over the world tapping into these projects and helping out with certain bits of code. So a lot of times that means that you're looking at code without knowing the entire project and that's okay and that's probably and that's probably going to reflect what a real life job as a developer looks like because a lot of times as a junior developer especially you will not go into a job and be asked to build out a full-on application from beginning to end. Just not gonna happen. What you will be doing very likely is tapping into existing code and either debugging something or working on small tasks here and there. All of that being said, I will leave some links to open source projects that are available currently on GitHub in the show notes or in the YouTube description if you're watching on YouTube, and you can check those out. Another thing to point out is that they do have, is that there are open source projects that are expected for junior level developers to go in and help out with. A lot of times those are simple debugs, HTML, syntax errors, CSS, something very simple that you as a junior developer can go in and help out with. Another thing that kept another thing that kept me originally from working on open source project was the fact that I didn't want to ruin anybody's code, especially if it was a project that was like live and in progress and being used by people like currently. Um but to that I say don't even worry about it because you can make all the changes you want, but I'm sure at least most of them will have somebody kind of checking all the all the changes that you made and actually applying those changes or not. So they won't let you or they won't actually push up your code to the main project structure if it was bad code, right? So that should kind of relieve some of that nerves, some of those nerves that come with 
working on a project that you know nothing about. Another thing about working on these open source projects, which is something that I probably could have done a lot better, um, and that is to become super familiar with Git and GitHub as a junior developer because it's something that you are going to be using over and over and over again. And I cannot stress enough how important Git and GitHub is and how often you will need it and use it and see it and have to speak about it. Um, so from experience, when I first got out of my coding bootcamp, it was still something that I was very scared of to use. I don't know why. You can blame it on imposter syndrome. But using the terminal and, and working with my own code and pushing it up to GitHub and the fear of making mistakes or either deleting all of my code or messing up somebody else's code, like that fear is there and very real. And it happens, it happens. But the more familiar and exposure you get to Git and GitHub from the beginning, the better and easier it is going to be when you get to your job. And just like I was saying earlier, this can win you some extra points when you are applying to jobs as a developer because somebody who knows how to use Git and GitHub, that's one less thing that they're gonna have to teach you when you start on a new job. And that actually might even bump you up from like a junior to a mid-level developer. Actually, I don't know if that's true, but it might get you to that mid-level developer position way sooner. So become familiar, become familiar with Git and GitHub and pull requests and merge requests and pushing and committing and all of that fun stuff and one thing that I've mentioned before is get those green squares. Get the green squares on GitHub that's gonna show your future employer that you're actually coding quite regularly, which smooths in right into my next point, and that is to code daily, every single day. If you can, code every single day, even if it's for 10 minutes. There's so many websites that offer coding challenges and coding questions that, are, that can be really, really short. Um, Edibit is one of them. I'll leave a link to that below. There's also Code Wars, Hacker Rank. There's so many that you can go on and just pick and choose one coding problem to work on. And even if you don't solve it in 10 minutes, you can say that you looked at code for at least 10 minutes a, a day. And that might not be something that you actually put on your resume, but the skills that you build in doing that will actually reflect when you go in and do a technical interview. So make sure you're coding every single day. If it's something that you maybe don't have time for, don't let it be a none or all type of thing. Sprinkle it into your week. If you can't do it every single day, do it every other day or a couple times a week. Another thing to point out or another thing that I've noticed is that yes, those coding challenges are really good and it will help you with the technical interviews because a lot of the technical, a lot of the questions that you get during technical interviews do reflect a lot of those questions that you'll see on some of those links that I'll provide in the show notes and the description here on YouTube. But a lot of those do reflect, so it's good practice. However, having a project, an ongoing project that you are working on that you can grow as a developer with and use to, to build complexity and understanding of code can also take it like one step further. And it also shows interest, right? Because if you're coming back to the same project and trying to work towards an end goal of a project that's going to show your future hires, but also, it's, first of all, it's going to build your skill as a developer because you're taking what you're learning and you're actually applying it in a more complex situation than just answering one coding question. The other thing is that it's going to build up the skills and probably get you hired because it's going to show that you know how to work through an entire project and you're probably going to face some 
struggles when you are working on a project, an ongoing project, but those struggles are crucial in learning because it shows that if you can get through those struggles on your own or even with a team member, then you can you can imitate that same thing on like a real life job. Another thing about coding daily is, and I mentioned this a second ago, but if you code with a partner or if you have a team of people that you can code with, that will also show that you can work on a team. And if you get with them and actually practice doing merge requests and working together on Git and GitHub, then that's yet another skill to show when you're applying to jobs. So working as a team, coding daily, using GitHub, and using open source projects are all excellent ways to continue coding every, to keep up all of the skills that you just spent so many months working so hard to gain. And coding is like learning a language, right? So, so even if you learn a language super, super well, if you don't use it with if you don't use it regularly, it's gonna easily slip your brain. So you wanna make sure that you retain all the terminology that you've learned, the syntax that you've learned, all the setup of things. You don't wanna forget that and then have to scramble to learn it when you're on the job. You wanna make sure that that's something that you just keep on adding to. Not something that I did very well, but something that I strive for and that I tell as many people as I can to do is to code regularly, code daily, get exposure to it, because it's gonna build your skills, it's gonna build your confidence, and it's gonna hopefully get you that job and make you, and it's gonna make you a way better developer than I was when I first graduated from my coding bootcamp. And the last thing I do wanna talk about that I did pretty poorly was to be realistic. Be realistic with your skills and your abilities as a developer when you graduate from your coding bootcamp and take on projects that are gonna be a good challenge for you, but also something that you know you can accomplish. You don't wanna take on this entire project of building out somebody's like awesome idea of an app that's gonna supposedly make millions. So you don't wanna take on this giant project, let's say your best friend wants to build an app and it's an, ama it's an amazing, incredible app. They've spent years working on the prototype, all of these things and they're asking you to build it, you might not want to take on that entire project on yourself because your scope isn't there yet. And that's okay, the goal is to get there, but be realistic with what you know and what you don't know. And that goes for interviews, on the job, freelancing, whatever you do as a developer post bootcamp, you want to be super realistic and super honest about what you're able to accomplish, what you're able, what kind of challenges you're able to take on and willing to take on, but also what you're not capable of doing yet. That being said, if you do something like partner with a more senior level developer and say, hey, I can't do this all on my own, but if you help teach me or if you help guide me there, I can take on smaller tasks here and there and then build myself up to helping out with a lot more things. Um, not something I did very well. When I first got started, I wasn't sure what I knew and what I didn't know, and a lot of that comes from imposter syndrome because you just feel like you don't know anything. Even though if you are if you went through bootcamp, then I can assure you that you did everything you can to get through that bootcamp. It's not an easy task. It's not something to take lightly because you just spent a lot of months and probably a bit of money to get yourself to this point. So be proud of what you do know 
be realistic with what you know, um, and just keep having that motivation to, and keep having that drive to continue coding and continue building your skills as a developer. Because a bootcamp will get you to a certain point, but you need to also do your part post bootcamp to maintain your skills as a developer. And that concludes the couple of things that I did terribly wrong when I graduated from a coding bootcamp. Hopefully this episode helps you avoid that and helps build you and helps you build your skills as a developer and hopefully helps you get a job super quick. If you've liked if you've liked this episode, please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also listen to all of my other episodes on your favorite streaming platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, any of your favorite ones. Or if you prefer watching on YouTube, I do post these podcasts onto my YouTube channel. That's at Suitcase Coder. And if you prefer watching these videos and you do like them, please make sure to like and subscribe on there as well. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.